This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Now, thank you for being with us on the Vedic Wisdom. I want to talk to you about forgetfulness. Now, everybody has a bit. <laughs> Some people have more than others. Everybody says as you get old, you start forgetting more things. But we all forget. Well, okay. So that's a very natural thing then, isn't it? All right. Let's look back. Look back to when you were a child. You did a full day's activities. Day after day after day after day after day. You grew up to the point school entered your life. Day after day after day after day of school. Again, goes right on through to, say, your graduation period. Now, if you stop and say, okay, what did you do when you were seven years old, seven years and four months, uh, on Tuesday, March the 10th? Well, I don't know. Well, you don't know. You were there. You did it. It was your life. You chose. You thought. You tried. It was your life. Don't you remember? No. And so your parents say, oh, yeah, that was the day when you broke your finger. or That was the day that you got your new this or that. They remember. They witnessed. It happened. They can confirm that you did some things in your youth that you don't remember. So the point here is whether you remember or you don't remember, it does not change that those experiences did happen. It does not change the fact that they did happen. You did some good things. You did some bad things. You learned some things. You forgot things. You went through years of experiences that you can't recall. But that doesn't mean that it didn't happen. That doesn't mean that you weren't there. You were in a child's body. And you were experiencing a variety of events. But you've forgotten. By the time one becomes an old person... There's major portions of their life they don't remember. But again, it doesn't change the fact that those events did take place. Your remembering or not remembering doesn't change the fact that those events happened. And that you are the result of those events. You accepted the truth, you rejected the lies. You accepted the responsibility. You were implicated or you were freed. Or you were involved or you were observing. But all of those things did take place, even though you cannot remember right now. Well, according to the Vedic literature, similarly, death means I have forgotten my past life. Just like you've forgotten the major portion or major portions of your this life, at death, you forget the entire portion of this life. But it doesn't mean this life didn't exist. It doesn't mean your previous life didn't exist. It just means you've forgotten, either partially forgotten or completely forgotten. But the same experience is there. I've forgotten a bit. I've forgotten a lot. I've forgotten it all. And you can understand that if you remembered 500 lifetimes how full your mind would be and how bothered you would be by all of these different experiences and situations and people and places and things that are not 
within your relativity, your reality, this life. Because you're having the same experience again. This life, you can't remember everything. Last life, you don't remember anything. And 15 previous lives, you don't remember anything. And it's a type of freedom. Because you don't have to remember all that stuff, you're free, you're clear, your mind and your intelligence are clear to look at and to analyze and to accomplish in this particular life according to your capacity. So you can see how this loss of memory at death can be useful. And you see the Vedic literature describes how at the time of death, higher authority analyzes the quality of your life. Just like I said a moment ago, when you were young, 12 years old or something, you did some experiences you can't remember, but your parents say, oh, I remember. Oh, yes, we have a picture of that. <laughs> okay? So there's your parents were witnesses to your life. In the Vedic literature, it says the Lord is the witness to your life, all of them. And the Lord sees to it that you get the results you earned in each and every one of your lives because he is witnessing honestly, benev benevolently. He is observing your actions and reactions. He's observing your decisions and your desires. And he is the one who is uh, um, prescribing your next birth. And servants of the Lord, uh, universal administrators, uh, nature, demigods, they are making the arrangement for you to have the benefit or the standard of life that the Lord in his witnessing it all says is correct and fair and honest and beneficial for you. But you don't need to, you don't get to, you don't have to remember all those previous lives. There are people that come up to me and say that, you know, can you, do you remember your past lives? And I go, no. Do you want to? No. Well, why not? Because I can't change any of it. It has no benefit to me. I have the knowledge of the now, and I have the understanding of the Vedic literature of what is the method of reincarnation and what is the standard for analysis of your life. So I have faith in the Lord that the Lord has prescribing for me that that I deserve and even maybe a little bit better and what is required for me to grow further. So to know all the details is not important. To be here now and to act upon your resources, to act upon your desires, to act upon your knowledge is much more important than being distracted into previous lives of things you cannot change now. And this is what we have is a society that's so full of distractions, people want to know about their previous life, not knowing that's a distraction too. Your phone is a distraction, the television is a distraction, the newspaper is a distraction, the education system is a distraction. So many things, the people around you are distractions. Oh my goodness, there's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of screens and cameras and advertising going on that's all distraction. So it's far better to say, I don't care about all these distractions and pay attention to what is going on in the now, going, hmm, how can I make the right decision? In, in my discussions with people I meet and the people that contact me uh, regarding this Vedic knowledge, I often teach them about karma. 
that karma is two accounts. One account accumulates all of the good things, and one account accumulates all of the bad things. And the good things are not canceled by the bad things, and the bad things are not canceled by the good things. It's just a matter of when you make the decision, if you make a good one or a bad one, it goes in that respective account, and you earn the result of that activity. So it's important to understand, at the moment, in the decisions I make, of whatever the predicament is in front of me, whatever the circumstances, whoever may be involved, wherever I may be, that is going to determine the result I get. So it is beneficial, very beneficial, for you to be well-educated in the results that actions can cause and to be in the now and to recognize, wait a minute, someone just said, well, what are you going to do? Well, what about this? Well, what do you think? And that you maintain your focus from the perspective of in your own reality right now, you have to make a decision that will yield a good or a bad result and you will suffer or enjoy that result. So the wise person is not living in the past. The wise person is not living in the future. The wise person is not living in other people's lives. The wise person is not distracted by the outside influences that are coming from society that do not affect, do not benefit your decision-making power. The wise person is in the now, taking responsibility for his own life's decisions. And as soon as you do that, your life starts improving because you will make better and better and better decisions as you learn to analyze and you learn to act and you learn to control your mind and senses, your decisions get better and your life gets better. And this is supposed to be common knowledge at childhood. And yet our education system is so bad that we have generation after generation after generation that don't know these simple things and can't pass them on to the next generation. And it's like people floundering. They don't know what to do or not to do. They don't know when it's right or when it's wrong. They don't know how to make informed decisions. They don't even know how to analyze a situation so they see the facts of the matter versus the deception of the matter to make informed positive decisions. We should all have been trained on this level we're discussing as children very early in life so that all of your decisions are benevolent. All of your decisions are beneficial. Everything that you do has a proper analysis and contemplation before you do it. Oh, I admit there's situations that happen instantaneously, and this is kind of like a pop quiz, but you can still take an instant, take a moment, and do the right thing. But we don't have that being taught in our society. So we see so many downstream problems as a result. This is what needs to change. It will benefit society. It will benefit you. It will change the course of humanity. This basic educational understanding of taking responsibility for your decisions at the moment staying out of the distractions and irrelevant subjects that cannot influence your future and paying attention to those things that are significantly important. And this takes training. This takes determination. This takes focus. 
to uh, combat the onslaught of the multiple types of distractions and influences that are not beneficial takes strength because we're being bombarded. There is no protection. There's no child protection. There's no um, movie critiquing. There's no uh, credibility in the media. There's nobody checking and balancing to keep the lies from being broadcast and spread throughout humanity. Such that only the truth and knowledge and information and education and encouragement and uplifting perspective is given to society. That's what is our duty. But we've lost that duty because of all the nonsense going on. Everybody, for generations, we've got three or four generations right here on the planet that are all totally distracted and not being properly educated into the higher aesthetics of life and proper analysis, proper understanding, proper perspective. So this society is getting muddled. We have friends that don't know what to do with themselves in their lives. We may not know ourselves, whoever may be listening today. So this Vedic knowledge is a redirection of the human society from their lost wandering of sometimes right, sometimes wrong onto a platform of knowledge and wisdom to where you will always do it right and your life will continually improve. And the whole society will continually improve the more we can get this information out to the general people. This is the biggest part of this movement is to have everybody get an opportunity to read the Vedic literature and to understand things in proper perspective. You may or may not adopt it. You may or may not understand it. You may or may not uh, uh, share it. But everybody deserves the opportunity. If you haven't taken the opportunity, it's your fault. It's here. It's being offered. It's being expressed. It's being encouraged all over the planet. Take the Vedic knowledge. Read the Bhagavad Gita. If you do that, you can understand. And the intelligent person, the one whose heart is touched by the knowledge and wisdom contained in Bhagavad Gita as it is, he will automatically want to share this with those he loves. He will automatically want to help them as he himself has been helped. This is human nature. This is human we're being trained to act like animals. I mean, my, me, 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 my, 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 I, number one, number one, look after number one. And that's not human nature. That's animalism. Humans are compassionate. We care about people. We care about each other. We care about those we love. We care about those we don't even know. We care about anybody's suffering. We see someone in, in distress. We want to help. It's a natural human characteristic. It's the nature of the soul. Because the soul is part and parcel of God. And God is totally compassionate being. So as part and parcel, we have those qualities in small quantity. But we end up covering them with the nonsense that society is putting on us. The misconceptions and distractions from being a responsible, intelligent human. And sharing their compassion and truth. Truthful, compassionate caring, intelligent being is the proper description of a human. And yet look how few of the humans are living it. Look how many people are in so much anxiety they can't get their life in order to be able to be of use to your life or someone else's life. This is our responsibility. 
This is what we're missing. This is why we don't feel fulfilled. This is why we're in anxiety. Because we've not conquered the problems of understanding. We've not accumulated the knowledge. We've not realized, I may forget these events. I may forget my previous life. But I'm still the result of them. You may have touched a fire or a match at some point in your life. And you know that you do not touch fire. You know it. Now, you don't have to remember when did it happen, how did it happen, what was the situation. You don't have to because you know that the knowledge has been retained, even though the memory of the event has faded. This is how we advance life after life after life after life. You don't need to remember all of your previous life's activities. You don't need to remember the activities of your early life. You need to remember the result, the importance, the knowledge and wisdom derived by those experiences. So you have to look at your life. Are you just simply wasting time being a freaking idiot in cyberspace on Xbox? Are you completely misusing your time in life? Are you watching your phone and your laptop? Are you wasting your time and you're not becoming an actual positive contributor to life? Are you not chalking up experiences that matter? I see so many young boys, men, young men and boys that are totally messed up with games and they've been made to think that it matters. All they're being taught is how to kill. All they're being taught is false images of themselves. Oh, buy this special vest or shirt or make yourself look really tough or really big. Even spend money to get to look like that. I learned about that recently, so. <laughs> but the people are not living their own life. So they're not advancing and they're not caring and they're not giving. And they're in the illusion that what they're doing matters. And the Vedic literature is teaching you, no, it doesn't. How you use your free will and what decisions you make, that's what matters. So here is the opportunity. This is the time in your life. Now, today is the time for you to read the Vedic literature, Bhagavad Gita as it is, and see the perspectives, see the uh, intricate levels, multiple intricate levels of knowledge and interaction and interdependence of the entire manifestation and your predicament in it. You are an eternal living entity in a temporary body that's in the material world, which is the temporary manifestation. But all this manifestation is here for you to learn your noble truths, for you to experience multiple desires and come away the essence of the answers, the results of the activities and the learning, the essence the meaning, the important concepts that come from all those experiences. Don't touch fire. Take that with you. Don't abuse women and children. Don't lie. Some basic things. But they've developed in you because you've had those experiences. Oh, that's not good. That wasn't either. So you don't do them anymore. So this is the situation we're in. Use your free will, your independence wisely. Become educated in the Vedic literature so that you have knowledge and perspective to build on. 
realize that your life is a result of all the previous decisions in multiple lifetimes of the past that you have made and generated your existence from multiple different bodies and existences, experiences, lifetimes, to the now. You've changed your body, you've changed your dress, but the essence of the lessons you've learned is still with you. There are things you'll just automatically go, I won't do that. Oh, that isn't good. Oh, I want to do that. It's so wonderful. You, how do you know that? Because you've experienced them previously, and the imprint is there in your consciousness. Well, continue to imprint better and better and wiser and wiser activities and results, knowledge, information. Accumulate this so that your decision-making power is enhanced. So your life is then enhanced by the positive results from your positive decisions. Become committed to doing better, to growing your life. Just pushing away bad association. Stop this attachment to family. You be attached to goodness. It doesn't matter if this person is a good person. It doesn't matter what family they're in. It doesn't matter what race or color they are. The good person is better than the bad person. If the good person is in your life, associate. If the bad person is in your life, don't. And the same step, one step further. If the same, if good person is in your family, associate. If a bad person is in your family, don't. Rise above the bodily attachment and the bodily conception of life. Pull yourself back one step. I'm the eternal living entity. I'm here on a mission. I'm learning and I'm acting in a positive way to grow my consciousness. To actually come to the understanding of the solution of life. To actually come to the platform of eternally revived my consciousness, my spiritual consciousness, my selfless loving devotion, my purity, my divinity. It's all there. God is divine and you are a part and parcel of God. You are divine. Why don't you look it? Because you're covered with the body and the misconceptions it brings to you. These things can be purified. The Vedic literature teaches you how. You use your free will and you liberate yourself by following the instructions of the spiritual master from the Vedic literature. You become independent of the material conception of life. Then you're available. Your consciousness is available to engage in spiritual conception of life, spiritual activities, spiritual growth and realization. This is the true mission of the human form of life. And you're in it. Don't miss this opportunity. Don't fall into the same-ism nonsense that's being propagated as a social standard. Demand more of yourself. Revive your divinity. God is the all-good supreme personality of Godhead who is benevolent in all cases to everyone and is trying his best to give you a positive engagement that uplifts you, fulfills you eternally. Open that door. Revive that consciousness. It's not artificial. You have to develop it. You have to purify the crap off of you so that it will normally shine through again. Our natural condition is purified, selfless, loving, devotional servant to God. That's our normal. 
But because we have these bodies, and these bodies attach us to a family, and they attach us to a place or environment or country, and they attach us to a perspective of life, and we're caught upon trying to fit in, we forget that very important fact that you're a divine part and parcel of the Lord. Don't miss that wonderful opportunity. If you read the Vedic literature, you will be freed of the misconception of life. Bhagavad Gita as it is, by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, that book will give you everything you need to know, and you can understand things in proper perspective, and be your divine self again, and be above all of the anxieties and issues that you're struggling with on a daily basis. This is what our program is for. This is why we're here, to bring you the knowledge of the spiritual master. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.